This is LaSalle College High School Football on Bob Long Sports. Presented by Dunphy Ford. Ferguson takes the snap, inside handoff. Madden has room to the 10, to the 5, dives for the end zone. Touchdown, Explorers! Side Madden, he does it again! Three receivers out wide. Ferguson drifts that way, throws on the run, over the top, one-handed catch, made touchdown. by Nick Rinella. He scores a touchdown, Rinella. Stick him on there. An incredible play and a touchdown for the Explorers. Let's send you to the broadcast booth for the Dunphy Ford pregame show. And we welcome you to a brand new season of LaSalle College High School Football live on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long and Rob Stott here alongside on the Dunphy Ford pregame show, a wonderful dealership in Northeast Philadelphia. Visit them, 7700 Frankfurt Avenue, or at DunphyFord.com. Now, Rob, this is uh, kind of the end of one season, the beginning of another. For those that don't listen to Bob Long Sports on a regular basis, we are the official pregame show of the Philadelphia Soul, and the Philadelphia Soul, about 3,000 miles away, are about to take on the Arizona Rattlers in the Arena Bowl. And uh, it's a big day for Philadelphia sports as a whole, the beginning of high school football season as well as the Arena Bowl, and we'll have audio in just a minute from Scott Butera, the commissioner of the Arena Football League, and that's the way we'll work this first pregame show of the year, Rob. We'll get uh, some soul coverage, some LaSalle College High School football coverage, and at 7 o'clock, it's first kick. Yeah, it's a nice, like you said, Bob, a bookend of the, the season of what we cover here on Bob Long Sports. Uh, you know, missing out on some... Some arena bowl action tonight, but it's all right when PA high school football gets underway, and we know we got a, a great season in front of us, and it's nice to get back into this booth, if you will, uh, and get back to doing what I know we love doing. So this is shaping up to be an awesome season. The first of what will be a full season of broadcasting, and we are certainly excited for it. But as we mentioned, Scott Butera, the commissioner of the Arena Football League, turning around that league both from a football and a monetary perspective. He was nice enough to join us earlier in the week, and here is the commissioner. This is the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show. It's live on BLS. Bob Long is here, and we have commissioner of the AFL, Scott Butera, on the line. A real treat for us, Scott. You guys started this thing in April, and here we are in late August. Uh, what has the road been like for the Arena Football League as a whole? Well, Bob, first I'd like to say thank you for having me on the show, and I really appreciate the great support from the Philadelphia City as well as the uh, the Soul fans. It's just a tremendous group, um, great team, and it's exciting to see them uh, in the in the ultimate game in the Arena Bowl. Uh, it's been it's been a really good year for the Arena Football League. Um, we sort of took a new direction at the beginning of the year. We said we're going to focus on, you know, high-quality teams, high-quality ownership groups, develop a platform for growth and stability, which is something the league sorely needed. And, you know, I think we had a great season in that regard. We had very competitive play, um, you know, t- tremendous coaching. And I think the players, you know, put forth a, you know, wonderful effort in um, not only, you know, competing against one another, but also, you know, providing a great product for our fans. We had great fan support throughout the year. Our viewership was actually up as a whole 
around 10 percent and in our in our better cities of which philadelphia is one it was even more than that and uh it was just just a great success we you know have announced um you know new teams entering next year washington being the first we developed a broadcasting relationship with univision which opened us up to the latin american and mexican market which we're really excited about and um it's just great to see the you know tremendous effort we had throughout the playoffs the incredibly exciting games the great fan support and i think uh, you know gearing up toward you know the arena bowl i think we uh, ended up with a result that just couldn't be better and i think this could be one of the best arena bowls in, in afl history we are certainly certainly excited for that uh, arena bowl it's the philadelphia soul against the arizona rattlers and that will take place in talking stick resort arena in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Scott, it's one of the toughest places to play in the league. Why is that, and what does this Arizona Rattlers team bring to the field that's so difficult to handle? Arena Bowl itself is going to be in the in the Gila River Center Arena, which is in Glendale, which is adjacent to the Cardinal Stadium. Um, while the Talking Stick Arena is the everyday home of the Arizona Rattlers, the Arena Bowl is going to be in Glendale, at the Gila Arena, which uh, seats even more. So um, I think the thing that makes Arizona such a tough place to play, obviously you're playing against a well-coached team with a lot of competitive athletes. So absent anything going on in the stadium, um, you know, it's a tough assignment for any visiting team. But you add on that just the absolute um, loyalty and really rabid nature of the Arizona Rattlers fans. They're some of the most loyal fans, as well as the Philadelphia Soul fans, um, you know, they're some of the most loyal fans in, in arena football. They really understand the sport, and they they really understand how to get behind their team. They know when to cheer at the right time, and, you know, they can be very disruptive for someone, you know, going into what's going to be a very, very loud environment. Um, you know, trying to keep your composure is um, not the easiest thing in the world. So uh, the one thing I do know, though, is, you know, Philadelphia Soul, um, with Rodabon, just the experience with Clint Dolzell as coach, um, they're going to be prepared for that. I mean, there's nothing, you know, happening in the arena uh, that's going to phase the um, the soul and in regards to their attack and their coordination and their defense. So um, it is a tough place to play, but you know, I'm confident that the soul have what it takes to, you know, counterbalance that. And I really don't see that, um, you know, being as much a factor, uh, you know, for the soul as it would be a less experienced team. Here's one of the interesting things, Scott, and we're talking to Scott Butera, commissioner of the Arena Football League. I think one of the things that maybe fans didn't quite know coming into the season but uh, was kind of was forced to know, uh, they were forced to understand as they got into the playoffs. Both these teams, the Rattlers and the Soul, won their respective conference and had the same record. So when it came down to deciding who was going to be hosting this particular Arena Bowl, that came down to the margin of victory uh, the combined margin of victory in the two games that they played since they went one and one against one another. A double-digit victory for Arizona. Uh, Seoul only won by about seven or eight. So now, as a result, it's being played in the state of Arizona. How does that, or how did that uh, tiebreaker come to be? And did you expect that to have such a such a large impact on this season? Well, you know, the answer to that is is no. I mean, we have a series of tie-breaking, um, you know, criteria, and points scored and margin of victory is sort of at the bottom of that. So, you know, you hope it doesn't come down to something like that. I guess it's a little bit better than a coin flip. Um, 
But that just shows how evenly matched these teams are. You know, I think that's what's going to make for such a great arena bowl is you have two teams that, you know, arguably are, are neck and neck as to who's better. And certainly, you know, next Friday night we'll decide that. Um, so while I, you know, in some regards, you don't like to see it come down to to one of the last tie-breaking elements, um, on, on the flip side, on the positive side, it means you got a hell of a match, and that's what we have here. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, worked out that it would be in Arizona this year. I'm sure the Philly fans would have loved to have it, you know, back in Philly, but um, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll travel out to Phoenix. Not a bad time to be there, and, um, you know, enjoy the game. So uh, answer's uh, no, but, you know, it just shows you how evenly matched, how evenly matched these guys are and uh, how great this game is going to be. Yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it here in Philadelphia. I know the Arizona fans are, and their media folks are feeling exactly the same way. The quarterback matchup will be a lot of fun. Nick Davila against Dan Rodabaugh, and you mentioned a little bit about Rodabaugh earlier and, and his ability to really put the ball down the field, make every throw there is. What is it about Nick Davila? And these Soul fans probably have only seen him twice. What does he bring to the field that makes it so difficult for an opposing defense? Well, which, first and foremost, you've got two very, very experienced quarterbacks, two guys that are used to being there, two guys that have played, you know, in championship games. They understand, you know, what it takes to be successful under a great deal of pressure. You know, and I really think it starts there. If I had to compare the two quarterbacks, you know, I really view, um, you know, uh, Rodabaugh is a little bit more of a technician. He's somebody that really, you know, is incredibly smart about the game, doesn't make mistakes, manages the team well, you know, has has tremendous, you know, physical talent, you know, can work the ball down the field, has a strong arm, and, um, you know, he's very successful, you know, using that. Nick Nick is incredibly fast. You know, he's a tall guy. He gets the ball out quick. Uh, you know, he's very, very smart about, you know, um, you know, moving on his feet and, you know, dealing with pressure. You know, he's a tough guy to pressure uh, because he is so fast, and he's a guy that, you know, when he's under pressure, knows where to go, you know, and I think that's what makes it tough. A lot of, a lot of these quarterbacks, you put some heat on them, you know, and, and, and they have a hard time, but, you know, Nick's one of these guys that you put some heat on him. He, he knows where his hot reads are. He knows how to hit those hot reads. He's very adept, um, you know, at being incredibly quick. So I think that's, that's going to be the challenge for Philadelphia is just dealing with, you know, his ability to read defenses and, and you know, get that ball out just incredibly fast. We're talking to Scott Butera, the Arena Football League Commissioner, a real treat for us here on the Philadelphia Soul pregame show live on BLS. And, Scott, uh, this final game is really, you mentioned it at the beginning of this interview, but the last stage of, of the league in its current form and then uh, multiple teams coming in and, and more and more on the way in future years. So the... I'll take you away from arena football for a second. The gymnastics team uh, are calling themselves in the Olympics the the final five. So, you know, maybe this is the starting eight and the beginning of a kind of new era of arena football. Uh, What have these eight franchises done to really set themselves up and set the whole league up for this growth that you guys are planning over the next uh, five to ten years? Well, it it all starts at the top. You know, any, any good organization has to be run correctly and you know all these franchises have strong ownership groups which is why we kept them you know they play by the rules they know how to recruit talent uh they know how to train talent they hire good coaches um so it really does you know start you know right there you know they're in the right cities they get uh tremendous fan support they know how to market to their fans they know how to run a business they know how to run a team 
And you know, it's, it's just the kind of group that, you know, you'd want to be part of. So anybody who sort of didn't fit that criteria, you know, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately isn't with us, but that's, that's how we did it. You know, and now, and now that you have that, you have a platform that other people will want to join and be part of, you know, because they'll see the success that these eight have had. I'm sure we can parlay that into, you know, hopefully a bigger presence throughout the country and maybe even abroad. So, um, but, you know, the, the, the best thing I can say is they're, you know, strong ownership groups um, that know how to market and sell their teams, generate fan support, be loyal to their fans, be good to their fans, um, and then recruit the right coaches and recruit the right talent, develop, you know, a really good system. You know, and in football, you know, it's not about individual talent. There's just too many, you know, too many players on a field for one person to make a difference as opposed to other sports. Uh, you know, basketball, for example, or, you know, other sports are more individual in nature. You know, football is really about a team, a system, everybody working together, everybody being part of, you know, a group that's thinking as one. And these these teams, you know, know how to do that. Uh, they're also used to high-pressure situations. They're used to playing, you know, in, uh, in, in playoff games and championship games. So they don't get phased easily. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's that's really what, you know, set – Certainly, the folks that have been in the last, you know, couple of rounds of these playoffs, apart from you know everybody else. Scott Butera here on the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show. Scott, these are the two highest scoring teams in the league, and that shouldn't be too too much of a surprise given the nature of arena football and how it's developed over the last few years. What is your key to the game? Uh, two defenses that are kind of mid-table uh, but do cause a lot of turnovers, the both of them, but from a yards perspective, maybe not one and two necessarily. Uh, what is going to be the most important thing for either of these teams to maybe get those one or two big stops in crucial situations? I just think keeping your composure. <clears throat> I think it's going to come down to coaching, preparation, and training. You know, when you get in tough situations – you got to rely on your training. So the team that comes in the best prepared, um, you know, they, they can handle that, you know, last-minute play, uh, whether it's on offense or defense. You know, that that's the team that's going to be successful. So these the talent here is, is too evenly matched to say it's going to come down to, you know, a, a player making a great play. It's really going to come down to a couple of key plays, and, and the question is who are the most prepared for those plays? And, you know, it's hard for me to handicap that because both, both coaching staffs are just incredibly strong. Both are very capable of figuring out what to do. So, um, but but it's going to be it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to one or two critical plays and who's training put them in position to make that play is going to be the deciding factor in my mind. It's really going to be an incredible game. And Commissioner, we appreciate the time here. Uh, sit back, kick the feet up, enjoy the ball game, and we'll talk to you next year. We can't wait for it. Absolutely, and good luck to the soul, and good luck to the people in Philadelphia. It's been a tremendous, tremendous group for us. I love you all, and I wish you nothing but uh, nothing but the best on Friday. So thanks for having me, and, and good luck. Hope to see you there. There he is, Commissioner Scott Butera of the Arena Football League. Thanks to him for his time, as always. There you have it. That was Scott Butera, as we mentioned uh, a couple times there, the Arena Football League commissioner here on the Dunphy Ford pregame show for the LaSalle College High School Football Explorers and we'll get one more comment here Robin because it was a great partnership all year long and then switch gears to the Explorers as we start another season but uh, as a lot of fans in Philadelphia hopefully they're watching the soul and listening to LaSalle College High School football tonight but what are your thoughts on the, the matchup against the Rattlers? 
So I'm, I'm thinking uh, you really hit on it during the interview about these high-powered offenses, and we saw uh, during the season the couple matchups they had. It, it really came down to you know one or two key possessions who, who could force a turnover when uh, in a critical moment. And, uh, you know, I think that's what it comes down to. Obviously, having the Arena Bowl be at home for Arizona is a huge advantage, you know, playing in in that snake pit, as they like to call it. Uh, But, I, you know, anything can happen in this league. We've seen it throughout the year that, you know, um, just very different offensive feel than than a normal football game. So I I just look to, I don't know, maybe Radabaugh can pull it out. He's playing with a little uh, revenge on his mind and, and can do it and would just love to see that happen and, Great for that team and after the just the awesome year they've had. All right. Thanks again to the Soul for uh, all the access they gave us throughout the year. It made our job very easy, and we can't wait for next year. On to the LaSalle College High School Explorers. Eight and four last year in the 2015 campaign. They return in 2016 with a little bit of a different cast of characters. They'll have Tommy Lamort as the quarterback. Cy Madden is back in the backfield, and we'll have a little bit backstory uh, on that quarterback situation in just a minute. But... First, I want to bring on the third member of our broadcast team, Daniel Madden. Dan is a senior at LaSalle College High School, and uh, he's joining us all year long. He has aspirations to be in the broadcasting industry. Hopefully, this is the start of that. How are you doing this evening, Dan? Doing great, Bob. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Of course. So let's get into this matchup here. Bob, Rob, and Dan here alongside. Uh, Isaiah Jones was supposed to be the quarterback coming into the year. He backed up Chris Ferguson, who had a wonderful senior campaign last year, and he was going to, in theory, uh, change the way the offense worked. Very athletic, provides that second option from a running perspective. Unfortunately, has gone down with an ACL tear uh, and will be out the entirety of his junior season. In steps Tommy Lamort, a senior starter, six foot, six foot one. Uh, we saw him practice in the scrimmage last week. You know, for my money, guys. Very accurate on the run, was able to move around in the pocket pretty well for a guy that hasn't seen a lot of snaps at this type of level. But uh, for sure, how he starts this evening will be indicative of, of how this LaSalle Explorers hits the first 8 to 16 minutes of this football game. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I mean, we saw him in limited action last year, you know, on the road at uh, Roman Catholic towards the end of the season. Um, you know, had some time last year, sat behind two pretty good quarterbacks and Isaiah Jones when he came in and obviously... Chris Ferguson, the senior then, who's graduated, uh, and really gets kind of quickly promoted here, and I'm really interested to see how he reacts to that. You know, obviously put in a lot of work over the summer, um, and what we saw last week, I think, was if that's a glimpse of what the, what's to come with the Explorers' offense, I think we're in pretty decent shape, and, and they can expect some great things out of uh, their new senior quarterback. Dan, I know you know Tommy Lamort very well. Uh, what have you seen from a guy you've grown up with, uh, seen him escalate his level of play at all levels? You know, what do you see from Tommy as he gets into this opportunity this season? Look, as, uh, as Rob said, Tom's one of the hardest working kids I've ever met. Um, he put his time in. He's ready for this opportunity, and I think he'll take it tonight. It's LaSalle against North Penn, and we'll switch gears just a little bit with the now the North Penn Knights here at Crawford Stadium. It's a beautiful venue, guys. It's a great Friday night, a little bit hot. Uh, it's the grass turf, or I guess lack of turf, a grass field that you know seems to be so fleeting and elusive in today's high school football game. But uh, always like to grow it out maybe just a little bit higher than, than other games, shades of South Bend, Indiana. But uh, this is a North Penn team that returns their starting quarterback and their best receiver. Ricky Johns is bound for West Virginia next year and had a great year last year. He'll be a handful, Rob. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that was a dynamic matchup. You look at some of the numbers that they put up last year, uh, 1,400 yards, I believe, was the, the total between the two, and 
uh, double-digit touchdown connections. It's it's clear that they have some chemistry there, and uh, definitely you know shaping up to to be a tough up matchup for LaSalle's defense and one to watch throughout the night for sure. Almost 2,500 yards from Udinsky himself through the air. Uh, as well as uh, 17 touchdowns. A great year for him. On the other side, Cy Madden, the running game for the LaSalle Explorers. and uh, You get the sense that they're going to want to run the ball early and often. And with a guy like Lamort, you want to get him kind of into his reads and, and into the flow of the game. Rob, I think we saw this last year with Chris Ferguson where they really started to open up the playbook as he started getting more comfortable with that playbook himself. Go to you, Dan. Uh, your thoughts on Cy Madden, a guy that, had a great year last year. Without Rinella as that kind of change-up back, um, they'll be relying on another guy that we'll get into in just a second, but, but Madden is the primary guy. Uh, yeah, uh, Cy Madden, a very north-to-south runner, likes to run downhill, doesn't like to make much cuts, but he loves to hit, uh, loves to move forward, and I like the way he plays. Rob, what are your thoughts on Cy? You saw him all last year with us. Uh, just a dynamic back, and if you caught the opening to the show, you know, he, he, he has a flair for the dramatic, I, I know that was the quote about Ranella, but you know, watching Madden uh, is just—it's—it's it's entertainment at its finest. Uh, just a, a great running back, um, very like Dan said, very downhill, likes to put the hit on a guy and, and you know pick up those few extra yards. So I, I look to him to you know really uh, get the game, get the offensive ball, the ball rolling on the offensive side for for the Explorers, and then you know let like you said, uh, let Tommy get into a groove and, and sort of work his way into this game and and see how things go from there. We'll hit the wide receiver core next for the Explorers. A lot of new faces here. Troy Holland is a guy that will be the feature wide receiver, and he saw limited time more towards the end of last season as he escalated through his sophomore year. Now a junior, 6'1", 150 pounds, but really explosive and can get off the line extremely quickly. He'll be a guy that can run the ball deep uh, or run deep routes and hopefully receive the ball from Lamort, and uh, he's also a guy that can run solid routes across the middle. Tom Flavin. A senior, 5'10", 165. Trey McNeil, number eight. He's a senior at six foot, 190. And then Brett Malley is a guy that I think we'll see in spurts, especially as the year goes on. A sophomore, very much that Troy Holland-type role, but high expectation for Malley. Let's go to you, Rob. This wide receiver core, far different than Charles Heaton, Winston Eubanks from last year, Nick Rinella, who would go out into the slot. So... What do these new faces need to do to be ready tonight? So we lost a lot of size on the outside, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how these guys are utilized. Uh, and then also, who I, I'm really interested in who can step into that Ranella role. You know, you had the guys on the outside, Eubanks, and uh, and them that, that could be counted on for the big catch. But who who's gonna you know who's gonna be that Ranella that that can make the clutch catch, if you will, uh, and, and sort of you know really be sort of the the cog in this offense that gets the things rolling for them and Wes Welkerish if you if you want to go to NFL comparisons so uh, who can step into that role for the Explorers and, and uh, I mean if they find that guy it's going to make a, a huge difference this season Bob Long, Rob Stott, Dan Madden here on the Dunphy Ford pregame show live on Bob Long Sports as we bring you Explorer football all year long Dan, this game is won and lost. We talk about all the skill guys. It's won and lost on the offensive and defensive line. LaSalle, not returning many guys, but you're going to see two guys in particular go both ways. Chris Maloney, a junior, 6'3", 225, and Garrett Zobel, a junior at 6'3", 260. Yeah. Um, both boys started as sophomores on defensive side. Uh, it's very interesting to see uh, how they play. Very interested to see if they can get off the line quick, fast, and see if they can blow through the offensive line of North Penn. 
the rest of that offensive line, Matt Weichel, Craig Krug, Brendan O'Brien. To the defensive side of the ball now, we go with Colin Hirschman. Colin Hirschman, number 56. Tall guy, can really move from the outside. He'll be a defensive end. Garrett Zobel and Tyler Whitehead will be the guards. And then Chris Maloney on the outside. We'll be back in just a few minutes playing the national anthem now, and this has been the Dunphy Ford pregame show. LaSalle versus North Penn is next, live on Bob Long Sports.